Jeff Jones is good enough to give us his time. He he is Gallup senior editor. Now most of you know Gallup, right? The Gallup polling and people who kind of track things. It's one of the the standards, as far as I'm concerned, for polling. It isn't. They've got this slant or that slant. Or there's been times as someone active in politics and someone who's held office and had a sister who held pretty big office. I haven't liked Gallup polling. Uh, there's been times when I've looked at it and I have really liked Gallup polling, polling, which tells you exactly how good they are at what they do. Uh, so let's get to it. Uh, Mr. Jones, good to have you on News and Views. Good morning, Joel. Glad to join you. Describe to people what you do, what Gallup is all about. Um, we're about um, measuring what Americans think because that is definitely a key part of democracy. You need to have the voice of the people in there so that, um, you know, elected leaders know what issues people are concerned about, know um, what they think about, you know, some of the um, policies that uh, leaders might be considering doing. Um, So, yeah, definitely just get that kind of into the equation and uh, really give people a voice. And as you kind of alluded to, we want to make sure that voice is neutral, objective, not favoring either side right down the middle. Just kind of, you know, tell it like it is and, and not try and uh, shade it one way or the other. I want, want to talk a little bit about the, the numbers for for President Biden. When you look back mm-hmm. at the numbers for President Trump, it, it's here, here's the first thing, Jeff, that I, I think of when I think of these numbers, that no president can achieve a number anymore, no matter whether you're Republican or Democrat, higher than 50 percent for very long at all. And, and, you know, you see the numbers for President Trump right now. Where does where do his numbers hover around? Um, Joe Biden, his latest that we just measured this month is 41 percent. That's what he averaged for the last year. Uh, he doesn't stray very much. Most of the readings we've taken over the last year were 40, 41, or 42. So he's pretty, you know, pretty well established at, at that point. And we talked about Trump a little bit. He was pretty much in that same territory, maybe slightly lower. So in Trump's second year, he averaged 40 percent approval compared to the 41 um, that Biden had. If you go back, you know, to the same exact point in their presidency, their, um, you know, January um, starting their third year, Trump was 37 compared to Biden being at 41 now. How broad of a, a range when it comes to age do you do you poll? Um, in our polls, it's 18 plus. So anybody who's um, you know 18 and older will be uh, eligible for our survey. Do you put any weighted factors in there? And by that, I mean this, Jeff, that that you can have, you know, you can have uh, people in in fifty up polled, and you can have the same number of people from eighteen to to thirty up. But the truth of the matter is, the fifty year and up vote, and the eighteen to you know to twenty five, for example, don't vote at the same number. So, do you put that as a weighted factor in there? Uh, well, all of our samples are designed to be representative of the U.S. population, so we don't really take into account voting or not voting. There's some polls out there that only look at registered voters. Um, certainly when you get down to trying to predict an election outcome, you might go even more narrow and look at likely voters. But, you know, our history has always been looking at how the general public feels. So anybody 18 plus and, you know, all the samples that we do, sometimes you might be a little 
short in one demographic, a little high in another demographic, but we weight those. So all our samples are the same and they match the demographics of the U.S. population. What about Congress? Uh, if, if President Trump is in the low uh, to mid 40s, which I've seen most of his polling numbers uh, are at, what about Congress as a whole? Congress uh, is usually much less popular than the president. Um, the current rating for Congress is 21. This is very much uh, like what we've seen with Biden, it's been very stable going back to, you know, late last summer. It's been right around 21. And, and certainly there's been a lot going on. Our poll was in the field uh, when Republicans were trying to uh, elect the speaker. And there was all that, um, I guess, controversy and turmoil about it. It took them a while to do it. Didn't really seem to change much um, in terms of how people thought about Congress. I guess maybe people aren't paying as much attention as, you know, the political um, insiders do, but didn't seem to really move the numbers much. So an overall number in terms of what people think about Congress uh, tends to be lower than what they think about the approval rating for the president. That's been consistent through the years. But then what about their individual congressman uh, or congresswoman Uh, when it comes to a district, a congressional district, uh, and you ask polling numbers on on their individual member of Congress, what results do you usually get? Um, yeah, those tend to be higher. We, we don't ask that question that often, but we've asked it enough to know that, you know, most of the time it's probably going to be, you know, majority or, you know, maybe slightly below a majority, but people are generally happy with their own member of Congress. We, we see that in a lot of things, not just how you rate Congress. You ask anything about like local conditions versus national conditions. People are always more positive about local. And, you know, certainly, you know, they may have some kind of attachment to their own member of Congress, you know, whichever party he or she may be from and, you know, tend to view them more positively. How often do you pull urban rural? Uh, and by that, I, the reason I ask this, Jeff, by the way, Jeff Jones is our guest. He's a senior editor with Gallup uh, Polling Services. So, Jeff, the reason that I ask that is because there seems to be a bigger chasm, a bigger divide. I actually heard it uh, referred to as a uh, urban-rural apartheid last week, and I can't get that out of my head. I can't because the minute they said that, coming from a very rural area, I thought, whoa. That that kind of brings it all together. Actually, it's it's fairly accurate, and so I'm curious when you look at polling numbers if they're very predictable, urban to rural. Um, yeah, we definitely see that. So all our samples are national samples and proportionate by region of the country and urban rural. So everybody's represented. Definitely see differences there. Um, for example, in Biden's approval rating, if you look at urban residents, they're at 47. If you look at rural residents, they're at 29, so pretty big gap, and we see that on you know a lot of different measures. Okay, mainly reflecting the politics of you know urban areas versus um, rural areas. I I'm I'm curious about this because this never used to be on the radar, uh, which was the the courts, the Supreme Court. When you when you used to look at the the three branches of government. You know, I'm I'm used to Congress being thought poorly of. I think that's the nature of their job. I'm I'm used to presidents being popular and unpopular and popular and unpopular and still being the same president. That's the nature of their job. What I'm not used to is some of what I've seen from your surveys in regards to the the Supreme Court and our court system. Where does the Supreme Court 
poll at now? What what are the consistent numbers now? Yeah, we have a few measures we look at for um, the Supreme Court. Um, their approval rating is is kind of in the same area as Biden's in in the forty percent range. That's definitely pretty low. We've gotten some of the lowest numbers we ever got when we ask about approval of the job the Supreme Court's doing, how much people trust um, the Supreme Court as an institution, how much, how confident they are in the Supreme Court. Those numbers are all at historical lows now. Um, a lot of it is probably tied to the abortion ruling, maybe, um, you know, just a sense it's more political. But kind of the interesting thing, it wasn't really after the Dobbs decision was handed. It was kind of before that. I think people kind of thought coming um, might have been in the fall of 2021. If you remember, the Texas law was going to go into effect and the Supreme Court um, allowed it to stand rather than striking it down. I think people kind of knew you know, what was going to happen. And, and certainly there was a 6-3 conservative majority and um, people assumed that you know, they were poised to strike down Roe versus Wade, which they ended up doing. So, you know, that's kind of where we started to see it happen, kind of, you know, late summer, early fall of 2021. And then after the Dobbs decision was handed down, it pretty much cemented that and um, certainly haven't recovered um, from that in terms of how people view them. Okay. I, I'm just, if people want to find your work, if they want to go out there, is this something, the, the sampling that they have to pay for, or can they go on the website I'm looking at right now and, and gain access to this? Uh, because if it's all free, somebody's got to be paying you, <laughs> you know? So how, do, how does that work? Um, it is free. Um, Gallup.com has all our stuff. Um, the, the work that we do to, um, pull the U S public, that's something that Gallup pays for on its own. Um, that's just kind of the tradition and, you know, by us paying for it, we're not being influenced or even having the appearance of being influenced by whoever's funding the work. So, you know, that's something that, you know, is, is part of Gallup's mission going back to George Gallup founding the company in the 1930s. So, you know, we undertake all the costs for that. And, you know, that's, um, so, I think, important for us to maintain our neutrality and independence. Couldn't agree more. But, but the question would be then, how do you keep the lights on? I mean, you got to make money somehow. Yeah. Um, so the polling is one part of Gallup's business. There's other parts. Um, we do a lot of work with, um, like, kind of management consulting, um, a lot of work on employee um, engagement that, um, you know, clients will pay for. And um, we will do some public release studies um, for clients. We have pretty strict guidelines as to what we will and won't pull on. We'll never um, pull for a political party. And, um, you know, some of these groups that we do work with, um, you know, we have to make sure they're not like an advocacy group. And um, they have to follow our guidelines as to what we will or will not um, ask and, and put out there. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your time, Jeff. I appreciate it. Uh, you w Give people the website one more time if they want to check it out while they're sitting in their office here. Yeah, it's Gallup, G-A-L-L-U-P dot com. And uh, stay warm out there. I heard those highs were pretty low. Uh, <laughs> yeah, today was cold. We've gone from 20 above to 20 below. So, yeah, it can go real quick here. So appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Sure, my pleasure.